Attention students, this is your principal. I am looking for Nick Cannon. Mr. Cannon, please report to the office. You must be stopped immediately. Please report to my office. Thank you. You coming out swinging for season two, Sid. <laughs> what we watched this week? This week, we tuned into School Dance, available to stream on Hulu, starring Bobby J. Thompson, Lunell, Mike Epps, Tiffany Haddish, Amber Rose, Cat Williams, Nick Cannon, The New Boys, and The Rangers. Please roll the music. Let's start the show. <laughs> Welcome back. Season two of the new Chitlin' Circuit, the only podcast dedicated to Black indies only. My name is Lex. And I'm Sid. And each week we review a Black independent or low budget movie just for y'all. Let's kick things off this week with our 60 second challenge, which is sponsored by you. That's right. The listener. Thanks for tuning in every single Monday. We appreciate you. And to continue showing some support of the show, go ahead and click five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a comment. Now, Alexis, are you ready to explain the plot of School Dance in 60 seconds or less? I sure am. Let's do it. Little Jason is a high schooler going to a, a just unruly high school. Like, his children all over the place. This is a mess. And Lunell is his mama, despite being too old to be his mama. <laughs> um, and we got a couple of different, uh, like, journeys and quests going on for little Jason. He's trying to fit in at this school and also trying to join the Rangers, which was a popular jerking uh, group <laughs> in the tens, in the 2010s. Mm-hmm. He's also trying to get with this girl who he peed on in preschool. <laughs> and he's also trying to win some money for his cousin, <laughs> who is in debt to a very large Mexican man named Junior, mm-hmm. all while preparing for the school dance. How'd I do? Is that, that 60 was- seconds? Yeah, you had eight seconds left. So, oh, I'm really proud. Yeah, no, that was great. That is the synopsis of this very wild movie. Every episode, Sydney gives me 60 seconds to wrap up, to wrap up what happened in the movie we watched this week. Mm-hmm. I only get how many strikes do I get this season, Sydney? If I go over 60 seconds, it's still a standing three. We do live in the United States of America, so it's a three strikes and you're out. Okay, thanks, Kamala. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. I li- I'm still in her good graces on this episode one of season two. Now that you guys know what happened in the movie, let's start this review. I'm going to ask you, Sid, how you feel about it. And you asked me back and then we're going to get into some of these scenes. How you feel about school dance from incredible <laughs> entertainment? I'll give you a thought when I first started watching and then at the end of the movie. First, like five minutes in. Um, this movie had all of the makings of like a Wayans flick, kind of like uh, dance flick right but without mm-hmm. the um how do you say uh je ne sais quoi of a wayans <laughs> production <laughs> mm-hmm. it was missing that i don't that's a very talented family and it was missing that piece of you know the wayans love and dedication into filmmaking and making us laugh and number two at the end of the movie i realized um we have given nick cannon too much 
how did we let this get so far with Mr. <laughs> Cannon? Um, you know, he was cool when he was on all that. He wasn't even the funniest guy on all that. Um, but now he he got an office in Nickelodeon, apparently, I, I've heard. I don't really know. But this movie came out, like, five years too late. It came out 2014. Everything that happened in this movie would have been okay in, like, 09. Mm-hmm. So those are my opening thoughts so we can get into some scenes later but how did you feel uh watching dance no school dance (laughs) school dance yeah not to be confused with the superior dance flick um in general i thought the movie was um one big goof (laughs) there was because you have so many talented comedians in in one place like there are a lot of funny lines in the movie Mm -hmm. and overall you know of of course it's not my type of comedy. Uh I thought it was it was it was a bit tough for me. <laughs> but for what it's worth, to give some credit to our Howard brother, Nick Cannon. <laughs> Please stop. Do not refer what? to Nick Cannon as our Howard brother. <laughs> what? <laughs> he did he, he I don't understand. We both he- we, we was both walking up the hill. All all three of us was walking up the hill trying to get to Douglas. <laughs> okay. okay. Anyway, to give him some credit, this did come at the tail end of white bro comedies, like mm-hmm. just wreaking havoc on Hollywood. Like Seth Rogen and oh, yeah. um, what's that man name? The white dude with the long orange hair from Workaholics. White dude, long orange. You know what I'm talking about. That ain't Zach Galifianakis, the... is it? No, that's not Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, his name is Blake Anderson. He's got long ginger hair. He's just uh, like up. a white bro. Okay. Him, okay. Seth Rogen, Dave Franco, they got to just piss off and do whatever they wanted for years and release uh-huh. whatever they wanted, no matter how goofy, no matter how ridiculous. So yep. let the black men have some fun, I suppose. That's what I feel about it. <laughs> it's not You're for right me. Now. It's not. Yeah, because my, my first thought said, oh, this is going to be some silly shit. And that's what it was. <laughs> this movie was just, it was just silly. I And... With that in my that like I guess gaze of like the white bros and their like stupid ass movies, I'm gonna give Nick Cannon a pass for this movie. Do what you want, <laughs> See? bro. You... <laughs> okay, I'm Nick. Hire a nigga. I just <laughs> converted somebody <laughs> right here yeah. live. Y'all heard it. <laughs> Hire a nigga. Um, my Howard brother. <laughs> uh, I will not be calling you that, uh, Nick. That's how we feel about the movie. I want to get into some of the scenes. Here on the new Chitlin Circuit, we always start with the the first scene, the opening scene. Mm-hmm. And we'll go from there. And after we talk about the scene, Sydney's going to tell us who came to act in this movie. And that's what I'm looking forward to most in this episode. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about this opening scene when Jason, played by Bobby T. Johnson, is pulling up to the high school um, mm-hmm. with Lunell and Oof. giving us... Just, uh, I think he gave us a good 15 minutes of exposition, just breaking down how the school went and stuff like that. Were you bought into the premise at that point? No, um, but I understand why they did it. It was real like Mean Girls-esque, you know, going, you got the unfriendly black hotties in in the cafeteria, you got the plastics, the nerds, the goths, whatever. So I got 
the purpose of doing it obviously we were going to be exploring how all these cliques or gangs because it's in LA so they kept calling them gangs um Mm -hmm. how they all are navigating this high school terrain and what I will say high school in LA seems kind of rough because my (laughs) we both went to high school in DeKalb County (laughs) in Georgia and it was not like this. Like, you know, you go to a lock-in at Golden Glide or something, it was peaceful for the most part. Everybody just skating, you know, <laughs> having a good time with your light-up grill. LA is rough yeah. to grow up in. Uh, so that is something I, I took away from this, too. I'm hesitant to draw any conclusions about reality from this movie. <laughs> because, yeah, I, I actually didn't really like the, like, the fourth wall break, like, direct um like narration from mm-hmm. Bobby T John from Jason in this movie yeah. I, it just cuz so much of the information didn't matter like at, at the end of the day the only two clicks that mattered were the rangers and the whatever the girls were who were all yeah. grown as hell Amber Rose yeah. was in <laughs> Amber Rose I'm not going to say cuz you know how I feel about sister code uh so I'm not going to knock Miss Rose in this film but she know her grown ass should not have been playing a high school student. And I'll just leave it at mm. that. She was looking good, though. Hey, Miss Rose. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, so what I have about it, it, first off, Lunell brandishes a weapon on school grounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like points it at children. And, and sells drugs. <laughs> and sells drugs while dropping her son off at school. And just small things. I want to talk about the cliques. I want to talk about the Rangers. And he also mentioned uh, Dirty Ghetto Kids and the New Boys. So these are all real people. Yes, they are. (laughs) Um, DGK is a real skateboard group of folks. um, Very Mm -hmm. popular. And the New Boys, we all know. (laughs) You're a jerk. You're a jerk. I know. And the Rangers... (laughs) is who taught me how to pin drop 10 no, years ago. When I, I said, wait a minute, those boys that used to be on YouTube and them grainy videos? Oh yes. My God. It like brought that back up in my psyche from like 2009. I haven't thought about the Rangers in over a decade. <laughs> you wasn't thirsting after Langston? I was. was he was the light skin one, the light skin one right? Yeah. Was. Yeah. yeah. Langston was, was the one that, oh my God, it's Langston. He used to go live too. Um, remember when they had Ustream back in the day? Oh my God. I used to be on Nicki Minaj's Ustream Girl. standing. When Justin yeah. Combs would go live on Ustream, I... I don't know what to do. Okay, Sydney. We know you're straight. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I wanted to like point that out because I think a younger person or an older person, anyone any younger or older than you and me, like (laughs) would not recognize it. Like other than, of course, the new boys. And if you skate, I guess I'm specifically talking about the Rangers, would not recognize like the like subculture significance of them Mm -hmm. and also wouldn't recognize the ridiculousness of having them be the star of a movie in 2014 14 yes exactly yeah this movie is like a time capsule of the worst parts of the 2010s (laughs) like (laughs) i i have this written down i i took notes i was very diligent about it (laughs) Later in the movie, which we'll get to, it also features 106 in Park, the worst hosts. 
<laughs> the, that's the worst part of the 2010s. When it was like five of them on the show before it was just Bow Wow and Homegirl. I don't know why they get, like, it's always been a two-host format. You could have just done that. Mm-hmm. from Like, we were already upset, well, at least, because, you know, we got the tail end of AJ and Free. So most of our mm-hmm. 106 in Park, like, uh, knowledge is Terrence and Roxy Diaz. So Not for me. When they, I have to reject that. Oh, I no? I, I was pretty deep into agent. You have to. Nate is my older sister. I forgot you do have older siblings. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your everybody else really got cool. to got to watch Sesame Street when I came home from school. <laughs> I was watching the, the top ten countdown. We was, we was looking at the A Marie video. <laughs> so okay. But yeah, Terrence and Roxy had the longest. I don't know if it's actually the longest, but I, I think that they they stuck they stuck their claim. I yeah, think they, they did. They proved they themselves, did. and they're right. rightful in the Hall of Hosts. They're better than Tigger and Jalissa. That was just a short That's weird true. time, and it was just they didn't have any chemistry. So clearly, this movie is soaking up. Um, what's the word for like an anti nostalgia? Like, <laughs> like nostalgia is something you want back. Like you're thinking mm-hmm. about those good days, you want it back. Um, yeah, this is like the, the reverse. Like I don't feel a nightmare positive is that about. That's too dramatic. I don't feel positive okay. about the years between 2008 and 2013. <laughs> like culturally, like my life was fine, I guess during that time, yeah. but like culturally nothing about that time other than the rise of Nicki Minaj and Drake is worth talking <laughs> that's about true. that's so true it's, it's a cultural dead yeah. zone because at, at that point that's the the cutoff for the crank that era and soldier boy um mm-hmm. kiss me through the phone came out like 0809 so that was like really boom then we have this blank mm-hmm. spot there's a lot of jerking going on yeah and in between it and in between all of that, you do Drake, Nikki, and some other young money folks who we won't name today. And then 2014. Yeah, uh, yeah that's when things kind of went up. <laughs> and this movie, if anyone is listening and is like young, like, you know, under 21, and you're wondering, I've seen this, you know, we talked about this, the kids on TikTok are wondering what it was like to be in high school in 2011 <laughs> or 2012. I can tell you that this movie, other than the like utter ridiculousness of Kevin Hart in a uh, Jerry Curl wig, <laughs> is pretty spot on. The skinny jeans, the jerkin, the pin drops. Yeah, um, yeah, it's the wardrobe it, it's was spot, spot on, on for that time period. That's true. Yeah, yeah. the boy had on a um, like a snow hat with with the flaps. The boy who oh, didn't like, wear a shirt. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, people did used to walk around school wearing those. Yeah, there was a lot of Chuck Taylors with like the floppy tongue that where you mm-hmm. lace them up. You get the high yep. top ones, lace them up halfway, and let the yep. tongue flop down. Or you can get the double tongue ones where the two tongues in a different color. Yep, and they different colors. You could match, and, and you always have to have long socks on yeah. with your Chucks. Um, so if you're wondering, if you weren't yeah. in high school. Between 2010 and 2014, they, this is a good time capsule for you. And that's my note on <laughs> when they open up the movie and set the stage for who the cliques are and stuff like that. Where that did great. the movie take you from there? Wow. No, that first, I want to give you some accolades and applause because that was great. Uh, yeah. 
not really great going down memory lane because those were probably some of the worst years uh, in uh, young adult fashion. But mm-hmm. it it was really great to bring all that together, make a um, connection point, as they say. Yeah. Um, but what really stuck out to me is I. I kept thinking, like, at that point in the movie, was was this movie shot for real, for real, like, 2013, 2014? Because it was so late in the game, like, what they were doing. Like, the new boys were not hot in 2014. Mm-mm. You're a jerk came out, at like, all. 09. So I was, why? what is the cultural significance of them being in this movie? Did they film this in, like, 2010? And it just came out four years later? Which could happen? I don't know. Sid, um, I'm sad to say it, but from the like camera quality of the movie, which is very nice and crisp and clear. It all is. the equipment and stuff. Nick Cannon know how to spend some money now and he'll spend it. Now, well. yes. now that's one thing about our, <laughs> our brother. Um, and from the aging of the actors, Lil Duvall and Kevin Hart look closer to how they look. Like Kevin Hart looks how he looks now, as that's opposed to point. looking how he looked in think like a man. Like he, that he, uh, this looks like it was filmed in but 2013 think like a man, Yeah, but he think like a man came out twenty thirteen. Did it? Uh-huh. I the thought they came out in like two thousand eleven or twelve. I thought. Oh no, think like a man two came out. It was like later years in high school. I think you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Because uh, I remember, I this I'm I'm probably gonna cut this. I went to see that with my mama, and this is why you really can't have fun when you got kids. Because this is a date. She, Her boyfriend at the time was trying to take her out to go see a movie. And here I am. I just don't get the premise. <laughs> <laughs> Ruining it in the movie. Like, I was like 14. Um, I was like, God. I don't know. This seems really silly. Yeah, Alexa, that came out 2012. So that was two years after. This movie came out two years after. Oh. Like a man. The first one. Oh, shit. Which, which confused me even further. Because at that point, in 2014, that was like the the real jumping point for Kevin Hart's career. Like he was in everything. Like yeah. he was in two movies a quarter. Like, movie <laughs> with Will Ferrell. He did. Uh, yeah. Ride along was him, right? Ride along. Yeah. Like I was so That's when he started fucking him. with the rock. Right. So like, then I go, why would he agree to do this movie? And I know him and Nick Cannon are friends, but was it really based on friendship? He said, Hey man, I'll come and be silly with you for a few weeks on set, which could happen. I don't yeah, know. I I know. Yeah. I think so. Like yeah. the just the sheer quantity of comedians. Like if you would, they're all they're all friends. So yeah, <laughs> if you tell them, true. "Hey man, Mike gonna be here, Duval, Lunell, everybody's gonna be here. You want to come That's through?" <laughs> he did. He wasn't even there for the end of the movie. They like put somebody else in that full body cast because he clearly didn't <laughs> have time to finish the rest of the movie. Good point. Okay. Well, shot. You know what? Nick Cannon, that's another um, notch for you. Another thumbs up. Yeah, you ha- you've, you've made some great connections and friendships in Hollywood because you really did get mm-hmm. some like heavy hitter comedians to come through and do this movie, which is why yeah. I thought it was done earlier in the two thousands. But really, it's your relationships with these people. So shout out to you, Mister Cannon. What I want to discuss <laughs> is the <laughs> racial <laughs> tensions yes. of the movie. Yes. Can we talk what, about what? quote the Mexicans versus the blacks? Yes, they called it the uh, the most recent version of a civil war. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. they called them the essays, <laughs> the, <laughs> which is absurd. And they mm-hmm. had Wilma Valderrama 
in this damn bandana. I was going to mess up his name. (laughs) What you was going to say, friend? I already called, uh, what's that, what's that white man name? Gala, 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 I'm not going to even try it. Zach. Just get, just try it. Just, just, Zach, who, what? (laughs) I'm going to say it how I always say it because no one has corrected me before until this moment. (laughs) Galanaficus. That's what you say. That's not it. That's not it. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know how I'm talking about. Okay. I think I said that. But anyway, um <laughs> All right. Well, Wilma Valderrama is in this movie. He's supposed to be playing a gangster, and I'm not gonna lie, he was looking good. But he was why they put him in that damn bandana? <laughs> <laughs> and of course we get the I never realized that this is where the scene was from. The iconic <laughs> like same scene the Caucasian baby <laughs> with Tiffany Haddish talking about the baby from the mountain of Caucasus. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that either. I, I when it came up, I said, "Oh, maybe this will get better." I was wrong, but it did give me a moment of comedic relief, and now yeah. I can properly reference that scene. Now that's a that's a comedian who's never flopped on screen. Everything I've ever seen, Cat Williams is he's like he was in one episode of Atlanta, and everybody was like, <laughs> "Oh, that was awesome." <laughs> it was. That's the only episode of Atlanta I've seen. Mostly because I'm not really into the comedy of Atlanta. Sorry, not sorry. Um, and that was yeah, the best thing about it was that Cat Williams episode. That's yeah, okay. I, I feel like the fact that Insecure and Atlanta came out around the same time and were like airing, premiering at the same time, not the same mm-hmm. time a week, but the same time period. Yeah. Um, did more to separate black men and black women than <laughs> anything else. <laughs> Cause black men was like, Oh my God, Atlanta is so genius. I don't know right. why y'all, y'all just don't get it. And I'm like, it's okay for y'all. <laughs> right. If you want to see some real comedy, switch over to HBO, step your coins switch up. Play HBO. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Well, so here's something you and I can relate to. We discussed this. Um, I don't think we've ever discussed it on the pod. So they get to gym <laughs> class after, <laughs> I know exactly after, can Jason, we talk for the cause? Because I think we're so connected right now. Because I know exactly where you're going. But continue. I And I know you know. <laughs> so they go to gym class. And supposedly this is how the journey ensues. But mm-hmm. what I want to talk about is Afion Crockett. <laughs> the gym teacher. Having them do. There's this song and dance that keeps coming up through the movie. The Hater Dance. Which is performed by Nick Cannon in a fat suit. I don't get but the gym teacher for the curriculum for the coursework of the class has the entire gym doing a radio hit line dance and that is yes. very true it is we grew up doing the soldier boy and the cupid shuffle in gym class and i'll go even further in the sixth grade after you left browns mill we was doing the soldier boy and the cupid shuffle and sometimes the tootsie roll over the morning announcements wow in class we would get up from our desk Push the chairs you. back in. Go over to the side and you. Yeah. yeah. They was playing that Kids got to stay active. Outfits. You do. That's calisthenics. Get that heart rate. Yeah. In gym class as well. That's a little extra the morning announcements. <laughs> <laughs> but in gym class, they would have us to the left, to the left, <laughs> now kick. <laughs> so, or like a two-step. When yeah. the two-step came out. Them teachers was turned. Only two step. Two step. <laughs> so that was accurate. Um, also it to was. going to high school, 
<laughs> at that time. Well, that was mm-hmm. elementary school when we were in that still in like the snap music era. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's elementary, early middle school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from now, because the plot doesn't matter, <laughs> the the movie doesn't care about the plot. The movie it was jokes over story, and that's fine. Yes. So for that reason, I am no longer going to <laughs> try and go through the scenes in chronological order. I'm gonna. Uh, I have about two more scenes I want to talk about because they're really funny. Okay. And then I'm going. You know. You know. We can. We can do it like that. Do you have yep. other scenes that stuck out to you in this movie? Like, what at this point of the movie, we're about thirty minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. Were you still in? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Um, I took a note and I said, "Wow, that's that's accurate." Um, we had to dance to the morning announcements too at the PE scene. Then my notes kind of went downhill up until uh, we get to George Lopez, and I go, "George Lopez," and then the lock in. So we can we can go that way or you know, we can bounce back oh, okay that way. yeah yeah actually let's do it that the only thing that i had to point out in between this gym scene and the lock-in which is the end of the movie <laughs> the only thing i want to call out is there's a white teacher miss billingsley in the movie <laughs> that who they, she's not a known comedian she's just a white actress they mm-hmm. gave her some really funny lines <laughs> i forgot about her they did I that was one of the parts of the movie that actually made me laugh out loud other than the Cat Williams thing which I've seen a hundred times already but right. you know this white teacher this old white lady goes all right everybody pass up you know hand in your poems um I hope y'all didn't write no bitch ass shit and I hope y'all not trying to pass off some Jay-Z lyrics as your own I fuck with Hove. I got all the albums I will catch you <laughs> Like imagine the old white lady saying that. (laughs) No bitch ass shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was Mm. funny. I forgot about that scene. And I'm also you have, despite your own opinion, said a few positive things about Nick Cannon. And despite Mm -hmm. my own opinion, I'm gonna say a negative thing about Nick Cannon. I know he wrote that poem. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he, it sounds like that he did. That sounds just like the poem from Love Don't Cost a Thing. <laughs> and still I rise. And still I rise. Despite that all my like, fears inside. Uh, it was a terrible poem. I hated it. I don't know why they, like, they could have just not. So, yeah, I want to talk about that. But we can skip straight to the lock-in. Yeah. No, let's do it. Um, The lock-in, I had a few notes because it's, it's not a lock-in. They got strobe lights. It it's in the gym, so that is a lock-in. But it's the strobe mm-hmm. lights. It's it's a talent show also with the, the money. The radio prize. station is there. Right, the radio station is there. Um the new boys is showing up to give people money. Uh I, I just I've never seen anything like this uh in my high school <laughs> years. There are many performances happening. Um the one accurate part, I guess, there is kids trying to be fast because that's what you do at a yeah. lock in. Um, but otherwise, I was like, "What the hell is this?" I, it didn't give me lock in vibes, and that just told me that obviously, which was true at this point, Nick Cannon had aged out of high school age stuff a long time mm-hmm. ago, which was true. Yeah, very inaccurate, and also, I guess it's fine. The movie's not meant for children; it's not meant for like teenagers. Of course, like. 
uh like little bad like teenage boys will watch it just to be um <laughs> bad <laughs> just to, just to be grown but mm-hmm. it's it's meant for <laughs> like people who find Mike Epps and Kevin Hart funny <laughs> you know That's um true. I thought that was weird too the main note that I had about the lock-in was that Bobby T Bobby Bobby T Johnson can do a mean Dougie Bo- Bobby Thompson? J Thompson. I keep saying Johnson yeah, I'm thinking of OG Bobby Johnson. Bobby J. Thompson. You be calling him Bobby Damn. T. Johnson, <laughs> but he looked like a little Bobby T. <laughs> he do, I guess. Go ahead, Bobby T. I would say Bobby J. A bunch, and then cut it in where I've already said Bobby T. A dozen times, but I'm not. No, I'm gonna let it don't. rock. <laughs> don't. I'm gonna let it you rock. Had, I don't say Zach Galifianakis. I don't know how you pronounce that name. <laughs> <laughs> you, that was the closest that you got, Sydney. Okay. Galifian. Thank, Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Lil Bobby J. Thompson <laughs> mm-hmm. can do a mean Dougie. He can. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I think that's, let me tell you why that's accurate. Because he's short. And short men, and, you know, they have more sturdiness with their feet on the ground. And if you were tall, man, like, Imagine, like, look at LeBron trying to Dougie. It, it's not as hard. It's it's cute because it's LeBron. But, like, if LeBron was, like, a foot shorter, then he really hit it. Ah. Sometimes, like, I know that LeBron knows that his his height and his stature give him abilities that the average man, even the best of men, cannot do. But right. sometimes the way he be looking when he dances, I feel like he wishes he could trade. Like, like, yes, an athlete's body for a dancer's body. Like, I feel like him and Russell Westbrook would much prefer to be yeah. smaller men, <laughs> so that they can get those dance moves off right. Anyway, <laughs> that's my analysis. That's why little Bobby J can hit it so hard. He little little Bobby T. I'm gonna keep calling Bobby T. Yeah. Well, that's the the, the movie. There. <laughs> There's nothing. I don't need to sum up the plot for you guys. You're either going to watch it because you want to. I was going to say, we do get a conclusion. Lil Bobby J gets shot um, trying to save the girl he's trying to get the panties from. Her group Mm -hmm. wins the talent show contest. She gives the panties and the money to the Rangers to pay off Junior, the guy that's trying to kill them. And we end it there. Sure. That's it. Look, if you want to have some laughs tune in <laughs> like if, <laughs> if this sounds up your alley check it out but for it. <laughs> if you want like a story to care about like this this isn't it um nevertheless sydney i have a question for you with as long mm-hmm. of a list of actors in this movie this is it's a challenge this is the first yeah. nomination that you're going to give mm-hmm. out for season two of the new chitlin circuit i have to ask you who came to act? I appreciate this question. And to the listeners, to any of our new listeners, I really base this off of who left a lasting impression on me. Uh, sometimes that could mean a really great tear jerk. You know, if you if you get that tear right, and it's just the one, that one tear that slides down your face and I feel that, you're in the running. But sometimes, you know, if it's a comedy like this, who made me laugh the most? And I'm still thinking about that comedic moment. And that's what I based this week's nomination off of. Mostly because I also 
wasn't going to have one. But I figure it's the first episode of season two. We have to have somebody, right? Mm-hmm. So for the first episodes, who came to act award nominee, I would like to nominate Cat Williams. <laughs> I accept that nomination. I agree with it. Because you know what I typically base it off of, like whether mm-hmm. or not I fuck with is if somebody could do a lot with a little time. <laughs> yes. And he did. He was on screen for like five minutes and he's the most memorable thing in the movie. Truly. So, uh, Mr. Williams, we'll let you know. Oh my God. Ooh, emergency alert. Ooh, Mayor Bowser got y'all on lock. Mayor Bowser said, try it. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor Ooh. Bowser felt somebody putting their shoes on and <laughs> send it again. Text her back. Tell her we're recording. Yeah, tell her we're recording, girl. Keep that to a minimum. <laughs> I'm sorry. You you go on ahead, Sydney. <laughs> no, um, what was I saying? Mr. Williams, uh, you are our first nominee for the Who Came to Act Award this season. Uh for everyone else listening at the end of the season, like we did season one, go back and check out that episode we choose from our long list of nominees one actor who really stood out among the rest in the season so look out for that all right well i don't have nothing else uh for this movie i feel like it's all been said you got anything else for him sid no (laughs) no No. (laughs) all right Uh, let's roll the credits thanks for coming back for season two y'all we back. Thanks for listening. To join in on the conversation, follow us on Twitter at TNCCPod and on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit. And that's spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. And for the latest and greatest, check out our website at thenewchitlincircuit.com. Circuit.com.